Bye. Hey guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Laughing with Gingers. A funny nude po- nude. <laughs> Are we nudes today? No. <laughs> That's why you're not on video. <laughs> not today (laughs) not today it's not nude friday okay so no we're a funny news podcast with two feisty redheads who share crazy stories to see who can make the other laugh loudest (laughs) you're winning her christina (laughs) (laughs) oh i think christina just won I'm starting to turn red. That's Christina. <laughs> That's Christina Curry, my partner in crime on Laughing with Gingers. And that's Sarah Alvin, the co-host, my co-host, my lovely co-host who turns red every time of Laughing with Gingers. She <laughs> is fully clothed, unlike Christina. <laughs> is that why you're only showing us your, your photo? You're still photo, Christina. <laughs> I know. I'll show my body later. <laughs> but oh, God, her whole body. <laughs> I know that can't. So weird. No. Oh, God. I'm oh, already flustered. It is, it is Friday. Uh, this week's topic is awkward or embarrassing moments for actors and actresses, not just for us. And, <laughs> and today we have a guest host joining us on Laughing with Gingers. Um, who knows all about that world? Yay! We're joined by acting coach, author, podcaster, and oh so many other amazing things. She's also a redhead. The woman behind Hometown to Hollywood, Bonnie J. Wallace. Hello. Welcome, Bonnie. We are so excited to have you on Laughing with Gingers. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And just a quick clarification, I'm not an acting coach. I'm an acting career coach. Ooh, even better. That's oh. so different, too. Mm-hmm. Plenty of well, acting really good ones. Can you, can, can you tell us how everyone can kind of find you and, yeah. and learn more about what you're doing? Absolutely. As it happens, this week, I'm in the middle of a big branding transition, so you can find me at the very moment at uh, BonnieJWallace.com, which is my name, Bonnie J. Wallace. Um, That will continue to be an easy way to find me, but starting next week, hopefully, you'll find me at my company's name, HometownToHollywood.com. So you'll find me either way, Hometown to Hollywood, Bonnie J. Wallace. And Hometown to Hollywood is also her podcast. It is. It is my fantastic podcast. I'm in my fifth season, um, 116 episodes. The new one just dropped yesterday. It's an interview with the amazing Jordan Fisher, who, I mean, among other things, won Dancing with the Stars a couple of years ago, played Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway as as Evan Hansen was in Hamilton. He's just this extraordinary you know, quadruple threat. It's so fun to get to talk to people who are so accomplished and share their That's good amazing. Thank you. That's so cool. Christina, you need to bring your face back on here. I know, but I have to read some stuff and then I will. <laughs> Wait, I don't know you're... how to, I don't know how to do that and show my face. Well, I'm the first story this week. Okay. All right, well, let me switch off then what I'm reading. <laughs> Christina is having technical difficulties, and I'm having wine. 
Um, you guys, I wish I was having wine and not technical difficulties. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Like every week I'm having tech difficulties. It's like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe you should have wine every week. <laughs> I know, I know it'd be a lot better. Bonnie cracked the code. Just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, do you wanna you wanna dive into your first story, Sarah? Yeah. Um, so I took this a little bit differently um, than Christina did, and so I'm excited we didn't have to check with each other. That's a nice fan, Christina. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Christina's really going at it right now. It's good. It's good. <sighs> yes. I'm glad you took it differently because redheads take things a little differently. So it's only natural. It's true. It's true. Um, okay. So my first story is about Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Which I watched for my homework. Um, oh, that's fun. <laughs> so I actually only have two stories because they're kind of interesting. But, um, okay, so everyone knows Bradley Cooper plays Rocket, the raccoon that was genetically modified on Guardians of the Galaxy. If you know anything about comic book movies or Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so obviously it's CGI. Um, but... I thought that this was so fascinating because, um, also, by the way, awesome soundtrack to that movie. Uh, oh, I both know. Both of those movies. I mm -hmm. love the, the awesome remixes. Um, so, Bradley Cooper provides the voice for the brash and reckless Rocket Raccoon in Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. However, unlike actors like Andy Serkis, who did um, uh, Gollum, he played Gollum in The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, he didn't actually work on the set to do any of the motion capture work uh, to bring the anthropomorphic raccoon to life. Instead, James Gunn brought in his brother, who actually plays the Ravenger named Craglin, who um, I don't want to do spoiler alerts, but do you know who I'm talking about? No. Okay, so he's like Yondu, the blue dude's sidekick. He's like his best friend. Oh my god! I don't remember I, him as the best, like having a sidekick. Is this in another one? No, he's he's like the guy that. Um, so if you watch the second Guardians of the Galaxy, he's the one who's like, I didn't mean to do the mutiny, and brings the arrowhead. <laughs> you are speaking like a foreign language to me right now. I have no clue what you're talking about. This is this is a little bit outside my wheelhouse too. You go right ahead, though. I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, you're going to have to watch this for your homework. I know, clearly. Um, I should have I assigned it to you before the episode. So well, anyway, he's like really quirky and just like, he's like a funny, like long and like, I don't know, he like moves in funny ways. You'll <laughs> notice it now when you watch it. He's just one of those people who's like very animated and like. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's just funny. So. Anyway, he is the point of reference for Rocket Raccoon, uh, who, by the way, now mind you, he is super tall. He's like six foot five. So yeah. what he does, he gets in like the green unitard and whatever, and then he walks with his, and I know you can't totally see what I'm doing right now, but he walks around like this 
and like it acts like Rocket Raccoon. Like he's the they mimic his motions for the CGI okay, for Raccoon. Those that aren't watching. <laughs> Sarah literally got up into her chair with her elephant pants and squatted like she was pooping in the woods. <laughs> That's what just happened. Okay, carry on, Sarah. <laughs> saying, Sarah, is that James Gunn's brother, who's six foot five, does this awkward squatting walk. Walk. And, and like, gesture. <laughs> And that Bradley Cooper merely does the voice, doesn't also do the sort of physical modeling. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Bonnie summed that up so majestically. <laughs> just, just trying to follow along here. I know. Oh, that so was a wrap-up. Beautiful wrap-up. I'll read you what... That's um, interesting, though, because it typically is so the same amazing? actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, Bradley usually, Cooper, like, wasn't... He was not on set. Interesting. Isn't I wonder that if that so was because weird. he had other commitments that, like, the timelines couldn't work. So often that's the case, right? Like, mm-hmm. an actor's like, I'd love to do this movie, and everybody wants them to do the movie, but they've got competing commitments, and so they, they, they do the voiceover from Los Angeles, and then they keep doing their other thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I actually have your answer. <gasps> um, Ooh. So this is what James Gunn said about it. Sean Gunn is not a stand-in. He is a motion reference actor. That means we film everything Sean does on set as Rocket. We film it. I don't stop doing takes of him until we get the performance right. And then we use that performance as a basis for much of Rocket's acting. And he does a fantastic job in that role. He knows it. He understands it. Also very important, Sean is able to physically do something most actors are not able to do, which is waddle around on all fours. (laughs) He's he's always been an incredibly limber guy um, that can take a lot of, that can do a lot of strange physical things. And the fact that he's able to waddle around on his legs all day doing at the exact height of rocket is quite a feat and (laughs) quite difficult. <laughs> yeah, Rocket's supposed to be like three feet or something. He's yes. a raccoon. His butt oh is like on the ground. It's, it's amazing. I have pictures for our Instagram. So Oh uh, good. Okay, good. Yeah, I pulled It sounds a little like he's trying to justify the nepotism of hiring his brother for something that probably Ooh. paid pretty well. Just saying. Well his brother yes. is an actor on the set. Okay. Also, so Vin Diesel is not actually on set either. But I'm guessing that it was much easier. I mean, from my point of view, it would be so much easier to hire your brother if you knew that he could do that and you didn't have to interview other people. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah, but still, you should give other people a shot too. It also seems... I get it. Like, it's a lot less expensive to have him do that than Bradley Cooper. No doubt. Yeah. Less Bradley Cooper. Also, if he's already on set, then you're not double paying somebody for the hotel and their per diem and all of those per actor expenses, which really add up. Yeah. And I wonder if he's in SAG or was in SAG when this started. Do you have to be, Bonnie, you would know this. Do you have to be a SAG actor to be, uh, which is the Screen Actors Guild? Um, to be on a set at where whoever produced this, whatever company 
Well, it's it's obviously a SAG-AFTRA production. It's a union production. Um, if you've never done a union job before and it's your first union job, you don't have to join the union until the second time. So technically, you don't have to for the first time if it's his first time. But if it's the second time, he has to be a union member. But being being hired for a union role is part of what opens the door to you becoming a union member. So that's probably neither here nor there. Okay. Because I, I always wonder, I don't really understand the whole actor's union thing other than that they have to be fed at certain times and they can only be on screen for a certain amount of time. So I don't know if like you could make your brother, because he's already on set being one character, if you could have your brother like do extra stuff and get around some of those union rules. I don't know how that works. If it's, if it's a union production, the production has to follow union rules. So everybody is subject to the union rules on the union. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you, I'm glad we have you here for this because otherwise I would have had no answer for that. It's, it's not very funny stuff, but. <laughs> well, it's following the rules and Sarah really likes to follow the rules. So <laughs> that works out really great for her. She, when she was what, like 16 was almost like running. She was going home. She's driving home. She hits a red light that's not changing because it's late at night and there's a curfew at midnight and it's like 11.55 and she's so stressed out about running a red light at midnight, almost midnight, that she calls the police to ask them, is it okay if I run this red light? <laughs> Are you serious? That's how much of a rule follower she is. We shared this in like episode two, I think, or something. I was like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> That's cool. Oh. Yeah. So did you grow up in an incredibly small town where you could just call the police and say, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were only like a handful of red lights, so I was running like one of five. <laughs> there was there was oh. one stoplight on the <laughs> island where I grew up. And then and then by the time I left for college there were two. <laughs> oh. Pro- progression. <laughs> no, it's like four now. <laughs> Which what island you... did you grow up on? Bainbridge Island, which is near Oh my Sydney. god, that's where I'm at right now. Get out. Yeah, <laughs> that is so weird right now. Native, <laughs> what part of the island are you on right now? I'm dying. Oh my god, I'm on high school road, like I right did... by the high school. I went to that high school. <laughs> oh my god, so crazy. Oh my god. You know I was just about to say which one of you has the history with Bainbridge Island. Whoa. <laughs> I know what are you doing on Bainbridge? Yeah. Well my parents bought a boat and lived lived on a boat for a while and then bought a condo and I just to escape the heat and the craziness of LA I came up here for a couple months. I'm just hanging out. Nice working. Oh my god. That is really, really crazy and coincidental. Like, oh my God, there is more than one stop, stop light now. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's a handful of them now, actually. Yeah. But the internet still sucks. That's why I'm on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, wow. That is too crazy. I'm so glad I didn't mention it before the podcast to either one of you because one of you would have known that he was coming. 
I didn't even say it like in the beginning when I was like, I'm having, I'm on an island and I'm struggling with internet. I didn't even say Bainbridge because I'm like, ah, nobody knows about Bainbridge. I just thought you were like on Catalina or something. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that is so crazy. She thought you were fancy. <laughs> kind of fancy these days, at least fancy next to, to what it was like 40 years ago. 50 yeah. Years ago. It's beautiful. There's like really pretty trails. Everyone is so, so nice here. Wow. So nice. Have you been hiking in the Grand Forest yet? Yes! Grand Forest West! <laughs> Have you gone up to Fay Bainbridge, the park? Yes! Yes, I did! It's so great! Yes! Oh, I love it! <laughs> There's, um... Yeah, oh, we'll, we'll talk more about this. There's some places that I want to make sure you see while you're there. Oh, yeah, tell me, tell me. I'm here for another few weeks, so I'll hit them up. Okay, fantastic. Oh, Bloedel. Bloedel, okay, I haven't been there. Bloedel, the Bloedel Reserve, B-L-O-E-D-E-L. -E -E it's, it's a world-famous um, estate with all these gardens on it, and it's, it's breathtaking. I mean, it's been featured in all these design and landscaping magazines. Ooh. It's beautiful. That sounds fancy. Yeah, that's fancy. And I used to live like two blocks from there. Oh my God. That's yeah. incredible. <sighs> you realize right, well. that the percentage of redheads on Bainbridge Island has increased. <laughs> no, it just replaced me because I left. <laughs> yeah, it stayed the same. <laughs> one for one. <laughs> one in, one out. <laughs> yeah. It can't handle anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sure it's at its max. Thank you for that, Christina, because I, I can't, you know, I go back occasionally, but I can't. Live there. Yeah, you can't hold it up. It's okay. I got you. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, all right. I'll move to my first story, um, which, uh, okay. So, just your regular Joe Schmo, Sarah Deming, she's just a regular person, decided to go see... Uh, Drive, and she saw the trailer for Drive starring Ryan Gosling, super hot, and thought it would be sort of like Fast and Furious style, you know, action flick. So she went to the theater, she bought herself a ticket, she sat herself down for some mindless Fast and Furious style shenanigans. But if you've seen Drive, which I don't know, have you guys seen Drive? I don't think I have. Well, it's definitely not a Fast and Furious kind of movie. It's um, <laughs> more of like slow and artsy. <laughs> and like very, yeah, very not Fast and Furious. So she was super upset and she felt really lied to from based off of the uh, action pack, what seemed to be action pack trailer. So she sued Drive, like literally sued them for a misleading trailer. <laughs> demands were that she just wanted a ticket refund and they freaking did it <laughs> <laughs> well if you can get somebody out of your face for 15 bucks wouldn't you do it <laughs> Heck, yeah i'm wondering like did she spend more on suing than like the ticket reimbursement like i i question the back end of this like how did that look who do you sue like do you write a letter to your lawyer i want to sue the movie drive like i just don't understand how that all works and you'll get 30% of my $15 if we Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Did the lawyer get any cut of that ticket refund? 
Well, even if she's a lawyer, how much time and energy did she have to put into the suit? <laughs> That's some like aggressive anger and like put your energy into other things. You gotta lady. watch out for those Sarahs. I wonder if she was a redhead. She's with an H. <laughs> I, was say, I bet she spells it with an H. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> Our whole Sarah audience just turned the podcast off. <laughs> Or up, depending on if they have an H or not. I gotta say, I, I love I love Sarahs in my life who, who go both ways. So I'm. I think it's how I feel about Christina's with a CH. Uh, they're not as great, but they're they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care if I offended anyone. K is the best letter of the alphabet. <laughs> Oh god. That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> Mike drop. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Anywho. All right, what's your second? Let's hear your second one, Sarah. Without okay. an <laughs> So obviously there was a theme here. <laughs> um so when they uh filmed, so my theme is comic book movies and CGI. Okay, um, I was wondering what your theme was that you're going for, because it was hard to tell with just a, one story. <laughs> well, I chose a redhead for the second one, um, yeah. so you should appreciate that. Well, a fake redhead, because it was a wig, but still. Um, That's okay. <laughs> so I did not know this, and I actually watched this movie also for my homework. Um, so the second Avengers movie, Age of Ultron, Scarlett Johansson was super pregnant. Oh, really? So, in her portrayal of Black Widow, it required some tricky camera work and some outstanding performances by fearless stunt women and a lot of CGI. Um, So, how um, far along was she? I think like six months. Like it's definitely noticeable. I have pictures of this too that I'll send you. Okay, good. Okay, good. Uh, so I thought this was like super fascinating because I remember this being something that people talked about. Um, and to throw back to what Bonnie was saying about some actors and actresses not being available during shooting, sometimes it was because they were pregnant. Um, and I remember that from when I was little. I remember asking my mom how they did that. And, um, and she told me that they would like either have to shoot before or they would wait and shoot after because they didn't have those effects when I was a little girl, um, you know, and they didn't look great until recently. So, um, but it is, I mean, it's almost flawless. I have like screenshots and things where you can tell, but it's like when you watch the movie, you can't see it. It's so crazy. Well, you know, it's, that stuff is fascinating. So my daughter, Dove, her very first big project was this show called Liv and Maddie for the Disney Channel, which is basically a remake of, like, the Patty Duke show 50 years Aww. later, right, where she's playing identical twins, right? So she's playing the two leads, twin sisters. And, and to pull that off, they, they, they used to say it takes three girls to make one girl look like two girls. So she would have... <laughs> She had two acting body doubles for four years. One oh of them always played Liv and the other of which always played Maddie. 
but only ever from the back. So whenever you saw my daughter on screen, her face, it, it was her. But if you saw her interacting with the other twin and one of them had their back to the camera, because they're like hugging or they're, they're walking away from the camera, whatever, it was her and one of the other two. And, and they, were, they were cast because they were damn near identical to her in terms of body types and coloration and stuff like that. Every now and again, if you know them incredibly intimately, like you, you can see like one of them has a slightly rounder jawline. One of them mm. has a slightly different shoulder set, you know? But they, they wore wigs and the wigs were identical to help with the illusion. It's just, it's just fascinating. Like, and a little bit of decent camera work and editing and you're away, you could do that. You can yeah. make one look like two using three. <laughs> Movie magic. It's so crazy. And the other thing is when I rewatched it, cause I rewatched it last night, um, I noticed that I, the first time I watched it, I was like, why does she not have a hair tie? It drove me bananas because during a lot of the fight scenes, her hair would fly in front of her face. Like, it's, oh, not, her. it's not her. I was like, I hate her hair. Why won't she just tie it up? She can't see. <laughs> oh my God, that is so crazy. So my daughter's first movie, she was a snowboarding movie, and they had seven stunt doubles. Because, you know, she can kind of get down the hill on a board, but they're not going to have the lead of a movie doing real snowboarding. Because if you break something, the movie's over, right? So she had yeah. seven stunt doubles, almost all of which had been on the Olympic team, one of which was a guy. And, 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 and they all had helmets on to do the snowboarding, right? Because that's what you do. And the, the helmet that he wore... I mean, you got you got the helmet, you got the goggles. You can hardly see what the face looks like. And then there was a, bron a blonde braid mm. attached to the back of the, <laughs> the helmet. And on set, like he'd take it off. Sometimes you'd like see the the helmet and the braid, and it was. <laughs> Isn't that so crazy? You watch that movie, and you can't tell. I'm telling you, you can't tell. Which movie is it? It's so cute. It's called Cloud Nine, and it's a it's a Disney snowboarding movie, and it's super so cute. The snowboarding sequences are outstanding because they have top notch world class snowboarders doing them. I'm That's gonna have to so watch cool. that. It's cute. I'm sure it's on Disney Plus now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is how I did the rest of my homework with Marvel movies. <laughs> Good job. I should. We should all have such homework. I know. Okay, this actually is really coincidental. My next story actually kind of Bridget, like this is a nice segue if we're ready for my next story. Yeah. So, okay. And this story is um, the fact that this can even be a lawsuit says a lot about the American legal system. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. <laughs> oh, so. my God. You did another lawsuit. We, we I did. We've got two themes. I know. Okay. There's a lot of – we're theming all over the place. Um, okay, so in Portland, Oregon, a resident named Alan Heckard sued NBA's Michael Jordan, NBA and Michael Jordan, for defamation, permanent injury, and emotional pain and suffering in 2009 because, get this, he looked like Jordan. So he sued Jordan, claiming he was tired of mistaken for the, being mistaken for the former Bulls guard. 
He wanted, guess how much money he wanted? He wanted $416 million for the inconvenience of resembling him. He also went on to sue Nike, like Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, for the same amount of money for his part in making Jordan a household name. <laughs> he played this all wrong. He could have just been like a stunt double for Michael Jordan in all his movies. Like and, Space like, Jam? Him. Yeah. Hello. Missed those big bucks. Yeah. He missed like an opportunity right there. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, who sues someone because you look like them? I did meet an actress on a set many years ago, um, not mentioning any names. Um, ah, damn it! No, no, no. No, it's interesting. So when Sarah says, you know, think about any funny stories you've got around actors, and I'm like, I've been living, I live under the cone of silence. Mm. I live under the cone of silence. Like, so much is under the cone of silence at all times. So I think I've just trained myself to be like, blinders on like I don't I don't collect funny stories because like because I can't, oh, ever, yeah. can't share them right but I can say in a very simple way I met a I met an actress who was exceptionally bitter which is unusual like most of the people that I run with you know really successful amazing talented people they're cool people like they're pretty evolved right and they're fun to hang mm -hmm. with they're delightful. This one was an exception, and she was exceptionally bitter because she looked, in fact, and you would agree with me, just a whole hell of a lot like a very famous, successful actress. Oh. And she looked Ooh. too much like this very famous, successful actress. And every time she'd audition for something, casting would say, you're great, but you look too much like so and so. Oh, no. Mad about it because she could. She felt, for incorrectly or not, I don't know. I thought she was like an okay actress. I wasn't that knocked out by her skills, like that. That she would never be able to be successful because she was in the shadow of this very famous household name actress. It's kind of true, unfortunately. It's interesting. Isn't it? I would die funny or something. Yeah, I, I live in Brad Pitt's shadow because I eat on all of my calls. <laughs> <laughs> no one is going to hire you to be Brad Pitt because you're too much like him. Yeah. You've that <laughs> I keep eating on all my Zoom calls. <laughs> no. Who do you guys get told you look like that's an actor or actress? Deborah Messing, Messinger, Messing. Mm -hmm. Deborah Messing, I can see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can see that too. Especially when my hair was not like cut like this, when it was like longer. Bonnie, do you get that? Get names from anybody? Yeah, there's a, um, I'm spacing on her name actually. She's another redhead. Um, mm -hmm. hmm. I get Kristen Wig. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I've also gotten the person who starred, now I'm not going to remember, on like Misty Creek or something. It's like an award-winning movie. I'll mm -hmm. think of it later. It's with Al Pacino or someone like that. I'm really bad at actors and actresses' names. I when the I'm the worst. I got Amy Adams when um, Wedding Crashers came out for a long time. 
some Amy Adams. Yeah. Um, and I got, um, I used to get Sarah Jessica Parker too. I don't think I look anything like her, but I must've had like something that reminded people. Was it the crazy curly hair? Cause sometimes your hair gets really curly. It could be. Yeah. Not a great example of it today, but you know. No, it's looking migrate today. Go out today. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bonnie, when you think of it, you'll have to let us know. But I don't get redheads for some reason. I always get like somebody else. And I always wonder if it's actually my voice. Oh, I never thought about it like that. Like the person, like your personality type versus like what you actually look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Energetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Sarah, is it time for a break? Because I can't see what's going on anymore. Uh, yes, it is time for a break, and I completely forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take that, and we'll be right back on Laughing with Gingers. <laughs> and we are back. Thanks for tuning oh. in to Laughing with Gingers. <laughs> Yay, welcome back. <laughs> Um, so Christina, while we were on break, I uh, jogged this memory, um, about, so the Michael Jordan story you told with the defamation of character and the lookalike thing, um, Mm. did you hear, it was a couple months ago, or maybe it was yesterday, who knows, in coronavirus (laughs) world. Uh, (laughs) What is time? (laughs) I'm living on airport time here and just having wine at midday on a Friday. I freaking love airport time. Yes. Corona world is just airport time. You can have a drink at at 6 a.m. and it's cool. Like nobody's judging you. Go back to bed and start all over again. You're not going anywhere. You're not driving. (laughs) <laughs> totally true, totally true. You're at, like forever lay o- laid over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh boy, we're all just living in our own airports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know why I'm so sorry. <laughs> what was that movie? Was it The Terminal or something? Was it Tom Hanks? Yeah. Yeah, he was like, he was just like, he was, he was in limbo. Oh, that's yeah. right. He was like he from somewhere there and set up camp because he couldn't he couldn't leave the airport and he couldn't go back to where he came from. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Someone should do like a skit on us being in our own airports. <laughs> <laughs> we can't leave. Bonnie uh, knows actors and actresses. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know dozens of people who would probably put that together in the next twenty four hours. All right. Well. <laughs> That That's that. your Maybe homework. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So there was a guy who sued, I think it was NYU, because they put a picture um, in their mailer or their newsletter, whatever that goes out to, like, the general public of this hipster, and the title was, like, something like, all hipsters look alike. So <laughs> his response was immediately, like, get your attorneys out because I'm suing you for using my image without my permission and saying that all everybody looks just like me. And then he realized it wasn't him. 
What an idiot. <laughs> so that means he probably owns that like flannel shirt, beanie, sunglasses combination and wears it often enough in front of this brick wall that the picture was taken in front of. I'll send it to you. But um, <laughs> That's he was actually confused by that. <laughs> Uh, that's great oh gosh <laughs> all right well my next story has nothing to do with doing <laughs> I've moved out of that genre I'm, I've moved on to brighter pastures <laughs> okay let me just say I it's about Madonna and I'm a kid of like the 80s and 90s and Madonna was like my hero her you know fashion forward her musical whatever prowess like everything about her i just adored and loved i even like i think when i was about nine or ten when she had her blonde ambition world tour i mean my dad recorded from the hbo because it was playing really late at night so on hbo they um had her concert and i made my dad record it on vhs <laughs> and then my dad told me I can't let any of my friends watch it because it's not super appropriate and other mommy and daddies might not want them to see it. So I could only watch it by myself over and over. And now as I'm older, I realize, oh, that is a little inappropriate for a nine-year-old, but that's okay. Anyway, <laughs> I just want to lay out my love of Madonna Foundation before I go into this story, which doesn't shine a great light on her. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I know. Um, all right. Here we go. So. Just because you are, a, this is, this is, I'm reading the article and let me just read it. Just because you are a dominant empirical doesn't mean you are always in tune with reality. So first of all, empirical, I don't think they use that word right in that sentence. That's why I was like, this isn't my sentence. This is the article sentence, but whatever. It's definitely not as good as shot in the butt. I know. <laughs> That was last episode, Bonnie, and, like, this chick wrote an amazing – the article was okay, but, like, her headline started off as a bon jo John Bon Jovi song, and it was, like, the, the guy got shot, shot – her. no, wait, the guy shot his girlfriend in the butt, and the opening was shot in the butt, and you're to blame, or you're okay, or something. Anyway, it was, okay. And he's to blame. And he's the one – thank you. It was good. It was okay. good. So Madonna posted on social media a video of her. This was in, let's see, March, like late March. So COVID already here this year. So this is super relevant. Um, so shot, relevant. So relevant, you guys. She shot from, she shot this Instagram video from a milky bath sprinkled with rose petals with tinkly piano music playing in the background. <laughs> and she's giving a speech to her fans about the coronavirus being the great equalizer. The irony is almost too much. So Madonna starts to say, that's the thing about COVID. It, it doesn't care how rich you are, how famous you are, how fun you are, how smart you are, or where you live, or how old you are. What amazing stories you can tell. Okay, yeah, definitely Corona doesn't care about that stuff. She is right. She goes on to say, what's terrible about it is that it made us all equal in many ways. <laughs> Oh, what? that's horrible. We're all equal. Okay. We're, we're going down goes, really hard now. That took a turn like that way, and that's not this right. This is a hairpin turn on the edge of a cliff in the yeah. rain in L.A. 
<laughs> yeah. So, okay. So she goes on to say, and what's wonderful, wonderful about it is that it make, made us all equal in many ways. And if the ship goes down, we're all going down together. Still like not really helping yourself there, Madonna. And bless her fans. They all love her dearly because they've probably been fans for like 20 decades, like 20 decades, two decades. (laughs) Math is hard. I'm not pretty old. (laughs) (laughs) Careful girls. I think she and I are about the same age. (laughs) Oh man. She's not that much older than us. There you go. There you go. Um, Okay, so her fans are grounded and loving all at the same time. But they're calling her out on her shit. So one fan said, sorry, my queen. Love you so much, but we're not equal. We can die from the same disease, but the poor will suffer the most. Do not romanticize nothing of this tragedy. Which is so like, yes, slap of reality. And then another one said, if the ship is going down, do you really think we're going down together while you're in your bathtub having people working for you to be there? I love you, my queen, but things outside your mansion are very different from what you think. <laughs> oh, God, it's so true. Bless her. And I follow her on Instagram, and she is not based in reality, but she's Madonna, and, like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, you know, what do you re- Cher is really fun to follow. Do you guys follow Cher on Twitter? No, I need to though. Follow Cher on Twitter. So Cher is a hoot on Twitter because she tweets in all caps always. And with an absolute ton of emojis. So all the caps, all the emojis. And it's it's very fun. It's very entertaining and she doesn't mince words. She's fucking Cher. She could do it. Like, girl, Cher can do anything she wants. I yeah. know. I know. And that's what I feel about Madonna. Like, whatever. Do, you know, go go video from your bathtub with rose petals sprinkled in it. That whatever. super weird, though, because it's so disconnected, the message and... The audio and the video don't meet very well. It's definitely yeah. a bad dub over. Yeah, it is. And, like, if you see the – like, her house is so luxurious. And her, like – because I follow her, of course, and watch her videos. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, there is zero room for any sort of opinion or complaint. Like, look at the luxuriousness that's behind you right now. <laughs> Did she have, and this is the most important question of all, the fake British accent in this video? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look. I'm, like, so used to, like, her weird British accent now, even though she's from Brooklyn or Jersey. You know what? <sighs> you know what? We change. People change, Sarah, and sometimes we gain an accent. This is tough now. I'm living with two British nationals. Two. <laughs> And and my daughter's boyfriend is from Scotland, so I'm surrounded, and oh, yeah. very beautiful. And I listen to myself, and I find myself like my cadences are changing a little bit, and mm-hmm. and certain vocabulary is finding its way into mine, and it's absolutely unconscious, but it's 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 there, it's slipping in, slipping in. So it may not be like an affectation on her part; she may just be absorbing it. I think so. Honestly, 
I'm from Texas, and when my family and I get on the phone, my Texas accent like gets cranked up, and I am like, your accent comes out on this podcast. I know. I don't know why. I've noticed it too. I'm like, whoa, that was real hillbilly of me. (laughs) Not that everyone from Texas is a hillbilly, just Christina. (laughs) Just the things sometimes that I say. I'm like, Yeah. So, I mean, I, I forgive her on her fake uh, accent because I'm totally in agreement with you, Bonnie. Like, it, things slip in and you take on attributes of your people that are around you. Yeah. We are affected by our environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, <laughs> Sarah's not If I could stop saying milk and start saying milk, <laughs> then I could believe you. But I have <laughs> never been able... <laughs> to change that my entire life and I have worked so hard <laughs> oh, I'm never gonna hear milk the same way from you milk you say milk 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 like it's like an M-E-L-K. E. yep interesting so just indelible mm-hmm. Bonnie just your enunciation is real good like you announce words so precisely and nicely it's like really fun to listen to you talk. <laughs> yeah, it's like everything you say sounds like it's rehearsed and it's like a singy song voice. So it's like... Yes. yes. It's really fun to listen to. <laughs> yeah. When she gives you compliments, you write them down. <laughs> Sarah. I'm not oh kidding. God. I write down when she says something nice about me. I'm like, oh my God. And I write it down. And that's not because they never say nice things, is it? <laughs> no, it's just because they mean so much when you say them, no matter what, because they sound like the best thing ever. It's mm-hmm. like I'm getting an award when she compliments me. Yeah, her words are on a silver platter that she's just like tossing over to you, very gently, right? and you're like eating it up. Yeah, she said, I've started to watch very closely what Sarah Alipin is doing in terms of technology. That, that's the direct quote. She said that recently. That sounds just like Bonnie. It's, it's true, though. I mean, that's why, I, that's why I hang out where you are, Sarah, because I learn something new every time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun over here. <laughs> very fun over here. It is. Thanks for sharing your, your joy. Thank you. And Bonnie and I actually have to hop on another call. So we have to close this puppy out. But Bonnie, thank you so much for joining us today on Laughing with Gingers. My cheeks hurt. I laughed so much. I know too. (laughs) They actually do. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. Look up the ice. Yeah. And everyone can find you at Hometown to Hollywood, right? Uh, yeah, hometowntohollywood.com starting next week. They can also find me at bonniejwallace.com. And you'll have to see her new headshots and all the things. Ooh. They're so good. Yep, listen to my so podcast. Good. Check out. Yeah, is there anything else you want to plug before we go? Um, well, I've got two books out there. Um, my first one is The Hollywood Parents Guide for Parents of Young Actors. My second is Young Hollywood Actors for kind of teenagers on up. And my new one is coming out in October, and it's Top Hollywood Acting Teachers. And it's really aimed at actors, but it's it's really good. I'm really proud of it. Oh, yay. That's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. 
Yay! So everyone make sure you check Bonnie out. She's fantastic. And she's also just delightful. Um, she always has really wonderful things to say. So um, always very positive and just good energy. So highly recommended. Um, and thank you to everyone for tuning in to Laughing with Gingers, a funny news podcast with today three feisty redheads with the loudest laughs ever who yeah. share crazy stories and try to make the other ones laugh. Um, I think Christina won today, but you know, you all can vote on Instagram. We'll put it up as a poll in our stories when this episode goes live. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at laughing with gingers. We'll post the, the story or the pictures that we mentioned too. Um, and if you want to submit funny stories to us, throw them at us for over the Instagram where next week is awkward or funny work fit from home stories that involve pets or other animals. So feel free to say, <laughs> 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 I'm going to tell the story about clue on zoom calls, which I think both of you have seen, if not heard. Mm -hmm. I mean, her, it's a good one. definitely heard if not seen is what I meant, but Anyway, uh, you can support us on Patreon and get all the good stuff and, you know, all that. So tune in to Laughing with Gingers next week, and we will see who makes the other laugh the loudest. Yay! Bye, everybody! Bye, <laughs> Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.